Hello and welcome to the Eastman's Predator Pros podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Nimnick. Great to be back on the mic with you for basically a season one ending podcast today. Episode 25. Hard to believe uh, we've been on this a year already. Um, but uh, hey, want to thank you guys, you know, for making this the number one predator hunting podcast out there. You know, we've seen great success and it's because of you guys. Already excited for uh, season two. Got some great topics we're going to talk about. I got uh, already a long list of stuff I'm going to record here over the winter spring months to bring you guys over the next 12 months so uh once again i really appreciate it without you guys listening and and supporting this uh it just wouldn't be a thing um you know and if you are listening to this and you're loving what you're listening to um feedback wise you know a five-star rating especially if you're listening on spotify um you know if you like what you're listening to you know giving me that five-star rating is huge you know go, goes a long way with the sponsors like i've said before sponsors you know they don't really take the time to listen to this kind of stuff uh, they really base it off the analytics and the feedback, and that's one of them. So, um, like I said, if you don't mind, if you're loving what you're listening to, a five-star uh, review goes a long way. Um, but for this episode, I've got my good buddy Rick Pled on. Uh, we just I got back from a filming trip for The Last Stand. You know, we're kicking off season five of The Last Stand here. This was our first filming trip of the year here, mid-October. We were up in South Dakota uh, hunting with Jim Smith, John Wilcutts. Um, up on the Rosebud Indian Reservation. So we're going to talk about that hunt a little bit. It was uh, highs and lows of some early season, lots of wind, higher temperatures than normal. You know, we still were able to put, I don't know, 14, 15 coyotes in the truck over two days, a little over two days. So it was a great trip, but uh, nonetheless, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Rick has some new sounds out on his website. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the new e-call uh, that Lucky Duck has out that Rick sells, the Super Revolt. Kind of some some things about that that uh, you might be interested in. Um, so should be a fun one. But before we get going, need to take a minute to, to talk about this episode's sponsor, which is Hornady. Um, you know, I rant and rave, obviously, about, you know, the 53-grain VMAX that I shoot out of my 223. Uh, just this morning, I went out to the range. I got a new uh, bolt gun set up that uh, one of my boys are going to shoot. It's a, it's a Howa Axiom 1500 and a 243. Uh, we were shooting both the 75 grain VMAX Superformance and the 58 grain VMAX Superformance. And, uh, you know, that rifle really loved the 58 grain VMAXs. And actually, Rick, um, on the on the trip last week, was running a 243 AR. And his, you know, absolutely loves those 58 grain VMAX, which is a, a pretty fast, you know, almost ideal predator round. Um, so, you know, if you're in the market looking for maybe a new ammunition to try, uh, basically giving you some options there, you know, in the future, um, you know, I have connections with Hornady, obviously I've been talking about getting on a podcast with, with one of their developers and really talking about that 53 grain VMAX round, why it is what it is, um, why it is so special out of that 223, you know, it was specifically designed for the 223. So I'm going to get those on one of those guys or two of those guys on here. Uh, so I'll be looking for that, uh, podcast in the future, but in the meantime, if you're uh, looking for ammunition, need some info about ammunition, um, and want to know what I'm shooting, you can visit Hornady.com. Well, Rick, it seems like I just saw you the other day, but uh, here we are again on another podcast getting to talk about coyote hunting. Yep, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different things this podcast. You and I were just on a hunt here just a couple days ago up in South Dakota. It was our first hunt of the year. Um, early season, mid-October hunt, um, hunted with some great dudes, but we're going to get into that hunt a little bit. Um, you know, I want to talk about your new sounds that you have out for the season. Uh, mm -hmm. obviously you've been working all, all, all year, man. 
and uh, now's the time to 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 put them out there to everyone. So I want to talk about those and um, you know we got a new Lucky Duck has a new call out on the market, the Super Revolt. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit, but uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about, man. Yeah, let's get going. I got to take Cindy out for a steak. Ooh, it is Friday night, <laughs> isn't it? Well, I got to make up for being gone hunting. She thinks that's screwing off, but it's way more work than anything else I do. <laughs> I know. We'll get into that a little bit, how much work that really is. You know, they think it's just fun and games, you know? Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, so let's talk. Let's start off with a little bit of some of the new sounds you got. Obviously, everybody's always anxious to kind of see what you have, you know, every year, you know, for on your Verminator PC website, um, mm-hmm. you know, the new sound. What? So, so fill me in on kind of some of the, the new stuff you're working on over the, over the summer, spring, summer, you know, months and, and kind of some of the sounds you're excited about. Yeah. I got about 25 new prey distress, all kind of different rabbits. There's a couple of my favorites would be rat bastard one and bad rabbit. And just, I do, I do a voiceover on my site and you can listen to them. I talk over them and kind of tell what was going on, especially at the vocals. Some of the vocals I like, or, you know, I like them all. I've killed what's quite a few of them. In fact, a lot of my vocals this year, are some that I've been kind of hoarding for myself for a few years. I think you may have had some, you know, so I, there's quite, they, they're all killers. I mean, but I, I, if I had to pick five of the new vocals, I'd probably pick Rats. See, I would pick Death Scream Three, Psycho Pup Fight One, Schoolyard Brawl Two, maybe that Pear Howl Bicker. I don't know if you played. I don't know if you messed no, with that even, one. I didn't yet. Even mess with that one yet. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's remember the Coyote Smoke. It was him and the crazy female called Psycho, and them two, they'd howl and howl, and then and then they'd try to kill each other for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> anyway, definitely that one, and there's one called Red Ass that's pretty that's good. That's what you told it's... me about the other day. I, I, yeah. I, know, I yeah, saw it I've, on there, but. I've had that one for a couple of years, kind of screwing around with it. The coyote, the male coyote got some snorting. So I kind of always thought people might think that was odd, but you know, like, like when he growled and suck air back, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's unique and I like it. It's kind of like the original WTF is why I thought you might like it. Cause I know you're always playing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I have a lot of people asking me for, you know, deer hunting sounds and, so I just recorded myself doing, you know, everything I do when I go deer hunting, you know, rattling, doe bleats. I put together like some actual, like we do the coyote hunts, you know, the full length hunts. Like, yeah, yeah. I pretended like, you know, bucks were fighting and I was grunting at the same time and then doing doe, like they're fighting over a doe, you know, just so, but you gotta, you know, make sure that's, I'm just telling the people that are listening, make sure that's illegal in your state because a lot of state, the like Kansas, I can't, you, you can't do that here in Kansas. You didn't yeah, no eat calls for that big game stuff. Yeah, no, you'd yeah. end up in hoot, hooch cow. <laughs> 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 uh, so when, when we were hunting this past weekend, I don't, I, maybe you don't want to tell the story, but I would, I thought it was really funny the of the, of the WTF rabbit sound. 
Oh, I ain't ready to say that yet. You, you ain't ready to give away that secret yet? I can't. I can if you want to. It it works. I called coyotes in with it. I've already had a bunch of people <laughs> telling me how many coyotes are calling in with it. Yeah, let's so, tell them. So it's so I've always been intrigued. I mean, you have this. You have a mind that I don't know. The way you think about stuff and approach stuff has always intrigued me because you just look at it different than everybody else. It seems like, and probably the reason I think you're so successful at doing what you're doing with these sounds and everything like that. But this particular sound, you told me to play it and you said, I got a story for you. Well, I played it a little bit. Me personally, I only played it on one stand for like three minutes and I was like, nah, yeah. it's okay. I like some yeah. other rabbits better. But then I said, you got to tell me the story. So here's yep. the story on WTF rabbit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> WTF rabbit is a cottontail. Well, you got to back up. You got to tell the story from when you're a kid. You got to lead into it. Oh, you want me to go that far back? I want, okay. Yeah, I want to know right. exactly how All you right. came up with this crazy idea. Okay. All right. <laughs> I want, I was sitting there. I don't remember exactly how I thought of trying it, but I was, I think I was listening to radio or something. And there's this, I heard a song that I'm trying to think what to give me just a second. I know people probably think I'm an idiot already. They're really <laughs> going to think I'm an idiot. Oh, Nazareth hair of the dog. Now you're messing with the, the son yeah. of a bitch, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That song came on when I was farting around editing with sounds, right? This summer. And instantly I flashed back to about 1978. I bought an eight track player, which you probably don't, you're, you're, there's not, you know what I mean? Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. That, that I'm talking a long time ago. And a buddy of mine gave me a couple of tapes that Nazareth and, ACDC, you know, I don't remember exactly, but I had I had two of them. So I bought a couple of speakers and a whole bunch of speaker wire because my idea was I had this old five hundred dollar pickup and I was gonna pull pull the speakers out, you know, when we went and hung out somewhere and put them on the cab or whatever and blast them, <laughs> you know. That'd be big ideas. Yeah. So I got home and got that thing all set up and Honestly, I don't remember if that Nazareth, I think that Nazareth one was playing, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And my mom, I had that thing cranked wide open and I was out there in the yard and my mom came out there and come running out there and what is it, what is that saying? And I said, I looked at her and you know, when you're like 16, you don't, you know what I mean? I oh, looked yeah, at her yeah. and I said, I followed along with the song. Now nah, you're messing with the, the son of a bitch. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> She reached in a pickup and yanked that eight track out of there and pulled the, just stripped the thing clear out, you know, and what, <laughs> wasn't even mine. And she looked at the other one and it was ACDC, I Got Big Balls and Back and Black, you know, them yeah, old songs. Yeah. And she, she just took that one in the house. And my family's real religious, you know, and, and a week or two later, we were sitting at the dinner table and mom said, What's the, had a i don't know was the church of ladies where they all get together bible i don't know something and they were all talking about how this acdc if you played the record backwards it was devil worship and satanic <laughs> things you know and i laughed my ass off i'm like you guys you're trying to you know the more the more them old ladies tried to get us punks to quit listening to that stuff, the more, you know what I mean? It oh, just yeah. makes a yeah. kid want to go listen to it more. But anyway, 
that 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 one that Nazareth song came on when I was farting around with a rabbit sound, and I thought right then it just hit me. I was like, "All right, I'm going to take this rabbit, and I'm going to." In my editing software, I play I played it backwards, and then I that's what that's what WTF rabbit is. It's a cottontail backwards. <laughs> the satanic I wanted to wait. cottontail sound. I, yeah. I wanted to wait a year and just let everybody tell me. And it, I've killed guys with it. I've already had a bunch of guys. I and I like stuff like that's unique and different because I think these the the more the coyotes get educated the more you need to play something more i'm always i may be oversink you know i probably oversink coyotes but like i picture try to picture what they're thinking so i'm picturing when wtf rabbit plays the pair of coyotes they look at each other and they go what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know and they they stand up and come check it out because they ain't never heard it before. So that's well, the way hear, I think. You hear that all the time from guys like, oh, you know, it's just overrun with this call or this sound. I'm really looking for yeah. something different. I mean, obviously, that's why your coyote sounds have always been so great, at least in my opinion, because they're different and stuff. But, yeah, that's yeah. – I thought – I I would have never thought of that, man. I just thought it was cool how, <laughs> how you play. And, and, you know what, honestly, it still sounds like a rabbit, honestly. It's not like yeah. crazy different, but it's just a, it's a little off, and you're kind of like, yeah but it, yeah, yeah I'm, it it does kind of i i have had one guy that asked me if there was something wrong with it so <laughs> go listen to it check it out yeah i'm gonna surprised. have to play it i'm gonna have to play it this weekend i got got a guided hunt coming up i'm gonna play it just to see because i want i want to kill a coyote on it just so i can tell that story to people yeah. it's an awesome yeah. story <laughs> do it play it let me know uh, <clears throat> so let's talk about the new uh super revolt you know, it's mm -hmm. been a been a long time in the making. You know, yes, you've had yes. your hands on this thing. You know, prototype after prototype. Uh, you know, I've been mm -hmm. involved a little bit with you as far as you know them. You know, Lucky Duck. You know, uses us really well. I, you know, as as far as hey, what do you guys think we need to do? You know, hey, we do the, we do the grunt work, right? Yeah, yeah, but you know, we're killers. You know, we're coyote killers. We're yeah. using this thing. It's just not. It's just not bells and whistles for you know, to sell calls, it's what you and I would use it if we had the ultimate call, you know, and right. Yep. And really, I think that's, man, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing. You know, I, I used a prototype a little bit throughout the last, you know, winter and stuff a little bit, but now they finally got to, you know, the programming is what was really tricky in it. Cause it's really, they started from scratch, right? The way right. that you can play yep. two sounds at once with this. Um, they just couldn't use it's the all, old programming. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all it's all, all the gut. Everything is different. Yeah, it's like we had to totally start over again, and it's yeah, yep. You know this? Yeah, I mean this call has that rubber rubber over mold on it, which is just like the the roughneck, which adds yep. protection. It just kind of stouts it up a little bit. You know, it just yep. feels better it's when you got stronger, it in your hand. Heavier duty, better all the way around. So, yep. You know, it comes with a tripod, uh, a new improved tripod, a little bit bigger. You know, we were all going out and buying these damn $30, $40 tripods to put our calls on just to get them up off the grass and off the ground a little bit. But, you know, Lucky Duck has yep. a, a nice, like, what, about eight, nine-inch tripod now that comes with it, a little heavier duty. Yep, um, comes with it. the lithium pack and a wall charger, which is a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I mean that's a, I mean that's a hundred. If you went out and bought that separate, that's a hundred bucks. So if you're looking at you know the Super Revolt seven hundred and fifty bucks, you're like, man, that's a lot. Well, really, it's only six fifty because you're getting the hundred dollar lithium pack and the recharger with it, which like yep. you said is a no brainer. If you if you're running any Lucky Duck call, if you don't 
have that. It's just, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, well, yeah, you, especially I've been buying batteries for my freaking cell cameras. And I mean, that's, I didn't, them things are about double price now just for some dry cell batteries. Yeah, I'll bet you. I mean, you, you'd pay for that lithium pack if you hunted every weekend. Uh, and I don't know how I don't know how long one would last on dry sales. I don't even remember anymore. But I would think in a couple of months you'd pay for that the price of dry cell batteries. Who knows? Oh, I think so for for certain. Yeah, I mean, no brainer there. And then obviously it has the uh, the new the new remote. Well, it's really the same remote that the Roughneck had or has. Yes. Um, yes the button configurations just a touch different um, because of the features. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's and, got the scan buttons, you know, that the roughneck don't need or have, but yeah, it's all, I mean, yeah. And the play of the two sounds. Yeah. It's not, it's the same, but just a little different. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, playing the two sounds at once is what I think is the coolest thing. You know, you heard me do that a bunch this past weekend. Uh, oh yeah. Yep. <clears throat> you know, that's something I'm, I love experimenting with um you know, i like I it when i hey listen to this i i don't do a whole lot of it i do a little bit of it but when somebody else is like when you were running the call i loved it every time you were doing it for me i get to screwing around looking at the sounds and oh yeah <laughs> let me try this one and this one and then i i'm not paying attention to what i'm doing i mean yeah, i yeah. get to but no it is an awesome feature and you can you know make whatever you want play whatever you want there are some few of my rick's killers that are in a different format that they'll play fine on the super remote but you just can't play them and another sound at the same time they're in a i'm doing some more high my recording devices are recording at ninety five thousand kilohertz and at a 32 bit so so they're a little different and that's why they won't play uh, while another one of the old other sound is playing. Yeah, I got you. So, so if you go to pick the second sound and pick, I was trying to remember the one it always does it on. It's like, um, yeah, I won't let you play it as a second. It just says format error down at the bottom. Yeah. You just got to pick a different one. You can play it as the number one sound and play the other one at number two. But yeah, There's several of them that, that that'll happen on, and it'll say format error. And I might, Tim Lucky Duck, the owner, he's asked me to, to to change that and i, I think i think i will this summer maybe you know because i do it too i'll hit one one that i really want to play you know what I, like i said there's just there's a handful of them and it, there's nothing wrong with the call it just they're in a different they're a super sound you might yeah, call yeah. it yeah so well, that's we'll, they call that foreshadowing right super sound what's in the future yeah yeah that's right that's what i'm that's what i'm looking at yeah future. yeah but i basically i would be dumbing down the sound you know what i mean yep it's higher frequency although the speaker can't play it anyway so it's, it, i just as well dumb them down so they all play at the same time and i might this summer i get time to do that and then if somebody wants them i'll send them to them yeah, I think, you know, I I was a little rusty, you know, I, this is the first week I've been calling coyotes for the last seven months. So, you know, but I'll get to using that thing enough by Christmas time, man. You know, you just, after having that remote in your hand a couple, three times a week or four times a week or whatever it is, you just kind of, you know, it becomes habit. Right. And, and mixing right. the two sounds, I think, you know, where you can one and stop one and, 
And, uh, you know, it tells you what sound you're on and everything on the display. So it's easy to keep track of what sound you're on and things, but yep. you know, volumeing it up and how you can kind of mix and match. And I might stop one sound at a certain time while the other one keeps going and then let it fire back up, you know, 20 seconds later. Man, yep. Yeah. I just love, you know, if you're the type of caller that really thinks that, man, I just, I got to do something different because all these coyotes around here are all messed up all the time because everybody's out mm -hmm. trying to hunt them. I don't know of any a better tool than what, I mean, there's really no such thing as a secret sound, but no, by I, being able I've, to, I've always hoped there was, but there ain't. <laughs> That's what keeps you going, man. You're going <laughs> to yeah, hit it one know. of these times. Backwards yeah, rabbit, maybe. There you go. But yeah, being able to mix up two sounds like that, really, you, you could, know, you could put something together that nobody else has thought of or has done. Oh yeah. You know, TR, he really loves it because remember he likes to play TNT and then schoolyard brawl and Mixed he kills, dinner, yeah, right. And he yep. just hits recall on the old, you know, like he'll play the TNT and then he'll punch recall back to he'll just bounce back and forth. Yep, that's how he does it. Which it's got all the delay and sometimes you hear the snap and when he, you know, it's almost like hitting a when you hit that recall, it's almost like hitting. A, favorites you know what i mean it yeah, cuts yeah. off abruptly and so yeah he really likes that because he can put that pup over the top of that rabbit now every so many seconds off and on he likes to think they're in his mind you know they're they're fighting over the rabbit yeah yeah I, which probably happens a lot, i like I'm it sure. I, I think it's awesome yeah. i mean whether or not they're coming you're throwing it all out there at once you know kind of in my mind it kind of speeds up the process like okay you know, we kind of roll through different sounds already, you know, trying to trigger something like, in coyotes, yeah. you know, and it takes yep. time to do that, you know, but now it's like, oh, hell, let's just play, <laughs> play them all at once, you know, we can, <laughs> yeah. we can sit there shorter time and just, uh, you know, cover ground faster. <laughs> Some sounds together, I think, get a little too busy sometimes, but who knows? Yeah, they do. You know what I thought last year I started messing with, like, you know, when I got into the late, late winter with some of those breeding sounds, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the breeding sounds don't get real crazy. It's more like little whimpers and mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I was playing a breeding sound like with, you know, some sort of either like a fight, you know, um, or even some of like the, the, like a psycho serenade or something like that. Yeah. That really added a lot of the, or like a sound like WTF or evil witches or something like that. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was really cool when I was doing, I was kind of anxious to get back to breeding season this time of year, but, but early, like I said, molding, molding sounds in and out. Um, you know, uh, man, I don't know, multiple, multiple rabbits at the same time. I mean, there's sounds that are recorded with multiple rabbits, you know, on one sound, but now you can do it. Yeah. I, if you haven't, done, if you don't have a super revolt and you're a hardcore coyote hunter, get one and man, start messing around with those sounds, mixing it up. And I, I'm excited to see where this yeah, takes us. I'm excited to sell a bunch of them because I got more than I can pay for. My wife's about ready to cut me. You know, last <laughs> the Super Bowl kind of came out, you know, towards the middle, late winter. And I, I know the, the stock wasn't, wasn't what we wanted it to be right off the bat, you know, and then obviously then it kind of gets into spring and people kind of forget about coyote hunting a little bit. But now, I mean, you're, you're stocked up and ready to go, right? Yep. Yes, I am. Now, if somebody if somebody jumps on your website, which is verminatorpc.com, what stands for verminatorpredatorcalls.com, what and they get a super revolt, 
you know, what's the difference if they buy it from you or if they go to Shields or Cabela's or right off the Lucky Duck website? I know well, you first, do you do a little something extra for them. So yeah, first off, I unbox everything and make sure everything works. I test everything out. I crank open the thing wide open. It just you know, just a general. I don't ever want to send something to somebody that don't work right out of the box. Yeah. Of okay, course. that's what I do first, and then I you buy a Super Revolt for me. I automatically put Rick's Killers one and two on it. Plus, I put a Rick's Favorites on it that has some. It's got TNT. You know, it's got all our favorites on. You know, Schoolyard Brawl. Rick's oh, favorites yeah. got all that in there, plus a bunch of other my face stuff that we're using all the time. And then you also get to pick five of your own sounds on my site. You'll see where it says your pick. You know, you you can pick desk screen. You can pick so some of those new want. ones we were just talking about. Yep, yep. Pick them. I add them on before I ship it. It's ready to roll. So I mean, hell, what are we talking here now? It, it automatically comes with two hundred sounds the way it is. But when you add in Rick Killers one, two, and everything else, I mean. What's that yeah, putting us up to? I, I'm adding around 300 bucks worth of free sounds. Nice. Heck yeah. Yep. It's a no-brainer. I think so. Heck, just, you know, and the thing, is, it's electronics. You know, this stuff's bulk coming in, you know, and big containers. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a, a 100%, you know, when stuff, you know, whatever you buy, whether it's TVs, phones, you know, whatever, when it's electronics, there's always going to be a few few small percentage of stuff that's not going to be right you know and i think just yeah. the fact that you open it up and check it out you know it's huge you go to a big box store and buy it you know it's going to be good you know 98 99 of the time but you may have the one and then you just got a hassle with taking it back to the store and exchanging it or calling lucky duck and having to get you know fixed under warranty or whatever it may be but i think that's a yep. huge part about it too yeah for me you know i'm always with social media, I can't get away from people. I might not answer my phone if you try to call me, but if you message me, either if I ain't around, my daughter or my wife will answer you, you know, within an hour. I get guys night hunting, like, I can't remember how to turn my remote to the red, you know. <laughs> two, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll get that at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's crazy how people, you know, you yeah, yeah. with the social me media, you just, you can't hide anywhere. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Double-edged sword for sure. <laughs> yep, but like my dad says, I think I told you that over the weekend. When I was pouting about the wind Friday, it's better than a real job, boy. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so Verminator PC, get on there. Get your call. Like I said, you're going to get it right out of the box, and it's going to be ready to roll. You ain't going to mess with it. And if you buy from Rick, like I said, he's he does a pretty good job of, of responding to your message if you can't figure the dang thing out, you know? So, so let's move on to our hunt in South Dakota. Um, yep. You know, it was our, I had actually gotten out just a few days. I had a coyote school uh, the week before. So I had actually gotten out and broke the dust off. That was your first, first go for the season, wasn't it? Yep. Sure was. <laughs> you know, I, and I know a lot of people say, you know, they say seasons. Well, we can hunt coyotes 365. Well, you and I are kind of always been in the same boat. It's like we have these self-regulated seasons, I guess we can say. Yeah, well, our I two reasons I'm, you know, old school. I grew up where you know we were farming and we didn't go hunting until fall harvest was done, which is about now into October. You know what I mean? And the other thing is, I grew up where you just don't, you just don't waste stuff. If the fur is good, you know, you peel peel it off, and or you go to a fur buyer, or whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, that's just the way I. 
just the way I grew up. So plus was, summertime, I got too much stuff going on. I got, I don't like bugs, mosquitoes, ticks, poison ivy. <laughs> I don't, I just don't, I just don't have no use for it, I guess. <laughs> Hell, this was early enough. I mean, we're damn near stepping on rattlesnakes. You yeah, know? more than once. Yeah, than and once. I'm like, man, well, I can't imagine being out here all summer trying to do this stuff, man. I mean, I <laughs> after that, I was jumpy. Um, you know, during this during this trip, we what two different stands? We yep, we damn near stepped on a whole den of. I mean, there was a four or five of them on this little hole, like a rock little yeah. cave little thing. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I think somebody maybe heard a rattlesnake. No, it was like they're all over the freaking place. <laughs> I see them. I know. <laughs> you know, and, and when I did my coyote school three days prior, we killed a, a rattlesnake and a coyote on the same stand. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, man. I, I hate to have to be looking every dang where I step, you know, walking in and out of coyote stands. I need to be looking for coyotes, not for snakes on the ground, you know yep <laughs> i wish we'd had a that was cool you know those that den of them i wonder how many were back in there because there was like three or four right there on the they were right on the edge of this little opening where the sun was hitting the dirt you know and then once they kind of saw us some of a few of them kind of slithered back in there deep yep. in the rocks but that one kind of sat there but i wonder if they had all piled up down in there oh man who there could have been a yeah who who knows what was in there could maybe shove your head and her arm inside there maybe <laughs> well then the, the one jim almost stepped on i i never did ever see that one but he was pretty shook up about that sucker he was i didn't sit and never see it either i never did see we, that one either when we when we slid by there me and justin camera guy i could hear it buzzing right close i'm like uh, we're not sitting there that's for sure no and then i'm <laughs> i'm scratching around with my swagger all over the place for about five stands after that <laughs> scratching look like a look like a coyote had been scratching and pissing on everywhere i sit just to make sure it, it's funny how you don't think boo about that but you see one and hear one that you don't quit thinking about it for the rest of the day yeah that's exactly how it was i hadn't thought too seconds about it until we saw that one you know i wonder how they do that in texas where they really got a lot of snakes oh yeah i don't know that's but why they get, that's they why they boots. stay in the high racks <laughs> oh yeah that's right that probably is right <laughs> i don't know. got something to do with it yeah, i don't know they probably wear those big snake boots all the way up to their knees you know probably yeah that wouldn't do you any good when you sit down in the lucky duck seat though yeah yeah put your hand down to stand yeah. up and boom, <laughs> run on top of one yeah yeah and of course you know I, us I as actually, coyote hunters we're wanting to get we're, we're wanting to tuck right into all that gnarly rock and all you know just help break up our outline you know I and actually, that's like the worst actually, place to be when you're thinking about snakes well i get the daydreaming sometimes and one of them stands after we saw them all them ones that slithered off under that rot in that hole there i i had like a little daydream where i got what bit you guys had to haul my ass into some hospital and get a shot or something i wonder <laughs> how long how long it take you to die or maybe you wouldn't die it don't affect some people and it does or every, what kind of what were them snakes they didn't look those like we got those are just prairie rattlers is what they were yeah hmm. yeah i don't know i don't think it i mean i think uh I've seen dogs and stuff get bit by them and their faces just swell up. You know, it doesn't even kill right. a dog. I mean, it may eventually would, but I, it's not like instant. You would. Yeah. We'd had time to drive you. 
It ain't like a black mamba in Africa then. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> we just mostly around it. We do. I have seen a prairie rattler, you know, out west a time or two, but mostly we just got bull snakes, corn snake, you know, stuff like that here. Yeah. Yeah. So to back up a little bit, I guess we'll tell it, you know, we went up to South Dakota. Um, we were hunting on the Rosebud Indian Reservation, which was kind of cool. I, you know, I, I'd been on, I'm trying to think what reservation. I'd been up to a reservation once before up in South Dakota, and I don't think it was that one. I think it was over in the Pine Ridge one. But that was really the first time I'd been to a an, an Indian reservation. Have you ever been to uh, hunting on a reservation? No, I don't believe I have been. I, I was in South Dakota with Anderson and Dave Tatum, you know, like in the early 90s, but I just don't, I don't know if we just drove through a reservation or if we actually called on one, but I remember they were having a big powwow where all these Indians were all dressed up in their original stuff. And Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember. I don't know if every reservation, if you got to have a guide like we had here with them or some of them different than others where you can hunt if you got permission or I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Like I said, it was in about 91 or two or three. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I need to take a second to tell you about Onyx Hunt Maps. Now, if you follow this podcast for any amount of time, or specifically our Last Stand YouTube series, you've seen us use this mapping app on our phone a ton, and hopefully we've shown you how it's how it benefits us as coyote hunters. Now, millions of hunters have already made this the number one hunting GPS app on the market. It's allowed them to find more game, discover new access, and just hunt smarter. Now, from a coyote hunting specific standpoint it allows me to drop waypoints and save waypoints for specific stand locations it allows me to shoot line distances from stand to stand to ensure that i've went the right distance in between stands that i want to go and as well as just show land ownership as far as private and public so if you're in the market for a new mapping app that's going to help you hunt coyotes smarter you can go to your app store on your phone or you can visit onxmaps.com now Back to the podcast. I don't know, you know, so we were hunting with Jim Smith, which if you've listened to the podcast back on like maybe episode, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, I had Jim on here and we talked about South Dakota coyote hunting. Um, and then it was a good friend of his um, named Jonathan, John Wilcuts. And John is actually a tribal member. He has a, a, he's part of an outfitting business up there called Bad Nation Outfitters. And, you know, that was really the only way that we could get access to hunt on the Rosebud was to have a tribal guide with you. So that's what Jonathan, you know, was there for to, to haul us around and show us all the honey holes and things like that. But it was really cool talking to him, you know, getting information, just learning about the reservation. I think it was yeah. 1. 1. 1.2 million acres. And I thought it was interesting yeah. how there was like private land, like amongst the reservation. You know, when he started talking about that, Yep, that was, that was fascinating to me how that, you know, private land is mixed in with that, you know, but Really, you know, was, as a tribal member, he had access to all the the tribal ground, which was <laughs> pretty dang yeah, good. I was, I I was thinking about that a lot. Like, man, could you imagine having one point two million acres to go calling on wherever you? I mean, just think about it. we. How many years it take you to even? You would never go to the same spot twice if you didn't want to. Oh no, man! I mean, and especially that country because that country's rolly enough and rough enough. Mm -hmm. you're right you know you're not wasting thousand acres because it's wide open flat country you can see for miles i mean there's cuts and you know you get you, up the river you would, bottom you wouldn't, creek have, you wouldn't and buttes have, and all kinds of stuff 
you you could have a rabbit and a pup fight only two sounds and you know you know what i mean since, since you wouldn't have that much competition i mean you know what i mean you wouldn't have to worry about all the new try this try you know what i mean oh for sure yeah i it's mean crazy yeah I, you know and the cool thing about hunting with you know jim and john hunted quite a bit together it sounds like you know just from our conversation they've they've been buddies for a long time and have hunted mm -hmm. you know, lots of coyotes and and no coyote hunting well enough you know they john knew what we needed you know we dealt with a lot of wind on that trip you know and yes you know you're kind of you, you know you and i were talking about it you know man when the wind comes up it's kind of like just as a coyote hunter like your morale instantly drops <laughs> yeah like, you know yeah. it just goes yes. hand in hand like you don't but you know if you get into the, the right area dauber down your the, dauber's down the dauber down yeah <laughs> but if you can find the right stuff at least you have a hope you know that okay we're we're in some thick canyons or deep bottoms or something where at least, you know, the sound's going to carry four or five, 600 yards out across all these little cuts and brush piles and stuff like that, that, you know, might hold a coyote, you know, and that was cool. Jonathan knew where we needed to go. He knew how the roads had to get back in there. You know, he was always bouncing stuff off a of gym, you know, sounds like, you know, previous hunts and things. And yep. Uh, no, they, they, I mean, you could tell they knew exactly where they were going every time it was, you couldn't ask to be guided any better than that. No, no, that's exactly what it was, you know, and that's the cool part about it too. You know, he does do some guided hunts, you know, if you're listening to this and are looking to go do some, some hunting in South Dakota, you know, you can find him on uh, probably Instagram is probably the, the best way to find him under, you know, bad nation outfitters. But uh, you know, you want to go up there on a coyote hunt. He does prairie dog hunts, a lot of big game stuff. Um, I think you even talked about maybe going back up there and shooting some prairie dogs with the family, huh? Oh yeah. Yep. No, I'm going to get back up there. Jan, tons I of prairie dog towns. I mean, about every, every corner we turned, there was a prairie dog town somewhere. Yep. I told Jan, I said, you need to get up there and do some sharp tailed. Why did you see a few of them? I said, yeah, about every freaking stand. Oh yeah. We jumped all kinds of sharp tail grouse all the, all over the place. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah. Cause you she saw, you were wondering how far they flew and it's funny. They just fly like hundred, 200 yards and they land again. And you can, Oh, let's walk well, over there and get them. <laughs> we got prairie chickens out here and we grew up hunting them. Me and TR used to set my grandpa would put a red when we're cutting Milo, he'd go put a red flag where they were landing because they land in the same place, you know. Oh, really? Almost set yeah, almost set your clock by it every morning and every evening, these prairie chickens. And me and TR'd set out there with single shot shotguns and freeze and wait for the freaking prairie chickens. And and when you bump them out in the pasture they fly like 60 mile an hour to the next county. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but they reminded me of a prairie chicken, them things. Sharp-tailed grouse, that's what you called them? Yep, yep. Yeah, but watching them, they just reminded me of our quail around here. They just flush, and then they land pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, back to the, the hunt, you know, we were filming for upcoming episodes of The Last Stand, which these will probably be coming out here in November um everything that we filmed last week you know the crazy thing was that i think a lot of people don't realize is you know there's six of us on stand you know when we're filming this hunt you know it was you and me john and jim and then justin and seth are two camera guys and i think if you talk to a lot of people they'd be like there ain't no way in hell i'd ever go on a coyote stand with six people you know yeah. you know I we've had seven out there too. trs in colorado we had a 10 coyote day with seven people on stand yeah, it's nuts you know, now that you say it. It is crazy to think about it, right? But you know, I 
I always like people to know that, you know, when we're filming the last day, we don't do anything, you know, it's, we're not doing anything different just because we're filming. It's almost like we make the camera guys say, Hey, we're going to do what we normally do. You better capture it. You know, <laughs> it's yeah, that's, you know that's it right. is really all right. Yeah. I mean, obviously we have to stop a little bit here and there to talk to the camera and do some things after we kill coyotes or before we start a stand or something like that, you know, just so we're keeping the viewers updated on what's going on. But yeah, I mean, six guys on stand, I, you know, I was trying to think back if we ever got busted, I think maybe the only coyote that really ever saw us was maybe that last morning when oh, we watched that. Yeah, we come talk from like about 12, that. When we watched that oh. coyote come from like 1200 yards, beautiful yeah. stand sun was just coming up. It's like second stand of the morning. Yep. And coyote sat over there and I played a that. couple different sounds. And then what was a coyote coon fight finally. Yep. And that coyote took off and it only took him a few minutes and he got right down to about 200 yards. And we were sitting on this, the steepest ass side hill you could imagine. And I'm almost wondering what you and I were talking about that. I wonder, cause he got to about 200 yards and he starts just kind of doing a lot of bark and like sharp howls with bark, you know? Yeah. I, I called him. Yeah. Like it, was I like a burger. Him. It, it was definitely some kind of a burger bark, just a little different one. But yeah, I thought you were talking about the very last and Sunday when I oh. let that one slide <laughs> underneath of us too. I mean, I, I was, I was on him for 20 yards with, you know, just keep, I could have killed him any time there, but I just thought eh, a little more, a little more, you know how you get like that sometimes. Yeah. yeah greedy. Get, I didn't know greedy with the camera. Sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't God, know if they awesome. could even film it or if they were seeing, I knew they could see it when they got down below, but the thing hugged that lip underneath me all the way around. So I didn't know if they were getting it. And I thought, well, he, he going to the call, you know, just kind of be bopping along, but I yeah. barked at him and that thing turned inside out, you know, and I should, you know, so what the, the coyotes right below us, like what, 40 yards parallel mm-hmm. on the hill with us going towards the call. And it just kind of looks up finally and sees us and then spins around and it's gone pretty yeah. quick into that, the brush. That one, that one definitely picked us out, but it should have been over a long time before that. But I, I didn't, the one you're talking about yeah i don't he, he acted like he saw us but i was watching him in the scope and he wasn't looking at us while he was are you talking about the challenge. one in the, the second day when it was real windy and that you killed it like 12 yards right below you no i'm talking about the one that was burger barking oh, when he got one, in yeah. yep i i was watching him and i never saw him looking at us when he was doing that he was looking looking you know he was broadside to i don't know I just didn't see him looking at us. I wondered if it was so windy that he, that the sound was bouncing around off them hills and he just got nervous. I don't know, but you're right though. He was, that's exactly what they do when they bust you, you know? Yeah. And I almost wondered too, he got to a point. I always talk about this a lot. A lot of times coyotes will get to a point where they, I think they can see everything, you know? Yeah. And you know, he might've been to a point where he's like, I can see this little Valley and I can see that whole side Hill. And he's like, I don't see anything. I don't see, I don't see. Yeah. I don't see a coyote fighting. I don't. Yeah. yeah, This time of year that, you know, you, you and I see it all the time. These young pups, it ain't always, it ain't always them running the call over. Sometimes they, sometimes they do the most stupid stuff, you know, like it doesn't make any sense. Like sometimes that one, that was single that you shot, when in the wind in the heavy wind well where the rattlesnakes were at yeah right the one i watched running off yeah. that far hill over there yeah yeah i watched him through the scope and he had a like a smile on his face like <laughs> i'm gonna this is gonna be my first rabbit my kill first i heard kill. my mom and I, I heard my mom and dad do this 
didn't he? And he was kind of skip hopping along. Remember yeah, how yeah. he was kind of acting? I just, I don't, some of them maybe probably don't even know what a rabbit sounds like. And I noticed you, you were playing, we killed several of the lip squeaks, right? Yeah. You know, they, they for sure know what that sounds like. They, they all catch mice, little ones, but a rabbit, I'll bet some of them, it takes a while to kill their own first rabbit. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. In that one, you know, it was a little easier. You know, I talk to people when you make a coyote setup, you know, there's a decision to be made on how far you're going to put the call out there, you know? Yep. And to me, it's a big decision. I, I put a little thought into that every time I sit down, I just don't, you know, wander out there and just throw it wherever, you know, there's some thought put into it. And, you know, we didn't carry a shot. Well, we did kind of, we carried a shotgun for the first like three stands of the trip. And then I decided hell with it and we took <laughs> a rifle, you know, which usually always happens, but you know, I didn't, you know, when you, when all you have is scoped rifles, you don't want to be having to kill coyotes at 20 yards on the no. boat. You know? No. So I was purposely getting the call out like, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards. So if they did come running up to the call, uh, you know, it's, it's a little, it's actually an easier shot shooting them in the scope at 60 or 70 yards than it is at 30 or 40. Right. Uh, exactly. Boom, you know, uh, you know, when we actually killed a couple of them, you know, right at the call running, you know, trotting up there or whatever you want to call it. Um, with the rifles but yeah you, know, you killed you one close too i mean that sucker when you know it was what 30 all the 30 mile an hour winds i mean it was blowing oh. hard enough that I, we couldn't even you had to turn your hat on backwards because it was blowing it off yeah that that coyote was about 20 yards away and i kind of center masked him because i it was so freaking windy and i had to get off my the angle was so steep i had to get off my sticks i saw jim's get up on his knees i mean <laughs> yeah. if you're on a bank that's that steep so i just kind of did a center mass just to make sure i didn't flube that up because that that's right pretty, <laughs> pretty cool footage on that one yeah i'm excited to see that one because we watched it you guys I, I was around the hill a little bit more covering kind of the downwind but you guys saw him for 50 60 yards did he bopping along that hill coming out of that yeah. Road, didn't you? yeah and i i've center masked him with that 58 grain hornady going 39 75 or whatever it is and it <laughs> blowed him into that i thought he was going to stay s stuck in them plum thickets he kind of <laughs> fell over went over backwards <laughs> i'm anxious to see the headshot see if that video shows that blow up yeah that was a fun you know on the second day out we killed nine coyotes that day you got you a bonus road coyote and then we killed eight on stand um, but early in the day, what was that? Our, that was our, uh, second stand. We'd killed a single, we had a stamp yeah, the first stand of that day we yeah. get into that pasture and, and John and Jim had been seeing some coyotes out on this prairie dog town in the morning. So we got their first stand. Sure enough, we get one coming. Well, we got what, right? Eight, 10 horses and a whole herd of cows, like just stampeding around us. <laughs> yeah and the coyote comes in and it's it starts shooting down wind on the other you know it's only a couple hundred yards of that but it's just on the other side of all this mayhem happening and pretty soon the horses turned to start to run to leave and it's like the coyote says oh i'm gonna give this a second well they all left and he just made it like a 90 degree turn and yep. came right up to the call but then all of a sudden he i don't know winded it i don't know if he winded the call you know he got within he about did. 20 30 yards you know straight down wind of the call when did it be? He took off running. But anyway, we got him rolled up. But then the very next stand had this coyote must have just been laid in a cut, maybe what, 200 yards in front of us, 250. It wasn't very far because it was like within 30 seconds to turn on the yep. call. Yep. And he was coming and there was this, 
little cut bank and I didn't that was one where I if I had to do over again I would have I would have put the call just off yeah. to the left maybe 30 yeah, you, more yards you put the call in the wrong spot on that one yep I did but it made for a cool video it did so he the coyote actually got up straight downwind of the call about 10 yards with this was this little cut bank and it allowed the coyote to get underneath that cut bank where we lost visual of him but then he winded the call I think so the next thing we see is him running off to the right you know, not very far, but he was leaving, you know, he had smelled it obviously. So you and I swing over and I, I got the first shot off and missed. And then he cut hard, hard, right. And you and I shot almost at the same time and he freaking cartwheels. <laughs> so now, you yep. know, it's like, all right, who, who got him? Oh yeah. But man, when we went down there. I I've never seen <laughs> devastation. We either both we probably won't show that. it. On, I don't know if they'll show it on the, on the film oh, when you watch on. it but why not well, they might they might show it but man i tell what's you what's wrong it, with that that's I mean, that's you want to save fur do that <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean ha seriously half of that coyote's head was gone like the whole right side from the nose clear to its ear was just gone you know yep, no eyes no nothing no and, and it was you know we never did we were going to look at the footage that night to see but um the coyote was running broadside to the right <laughs> And yep. the whole right side of its head is gone. So I'm thinking, you know, we got to looking at that. It looked like I'm guessing my bullet hit it in the out towards the nose, maybe like an inch back from the nose because it had a separate kind of channel there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then did. your bullet hit it square in the side of the skull <laughs> button. Yeah. And I think that was the, cause I've never seen my 223, those 53 grains do that kind of devastation <laughs> to a coyote. That, I'm, I'm back to, I'm back to shooting a 243 that I've I've shot 243 for 20 plus years, you know, and kind of went to the 223 when you got you know Daniel defense on board, yep. you know what I mean. So I I think maybe I'm back on. We'll see when we go with Colton if I shoot another runner or two that I'm back. Well, I told you, man. I I you know that's all to me. Running shots is all about. It's like instinct, you know. Mm -hmm. you're not thinking in your mind oh i better lead that two and a half feet you know that's just you don't have time to think that you know so it's all instant no. like you said yeah. you shot a you shot a 243 for 20 years you know you yeah. and you you said hey i'd shoot running coyotes all the time and then when i switched to this 223 and crap i i couldn't hit a runner yeah you know and we talked about it now you're shooting a gun that's a you know potentially a thousand feet per second slower you know and now yeah. you're still you're still making holds that are ingrained into your mind you know as instinct shots you're making holds for a 3,900 feet per second rifle instead of a 3,000. And I said, you're probably just shooting behind coyotes, but now yeah. we'll see that. We'll, we'll see. see. We get, we go to, we go to Colton and I, I whack a couple of runners and I'm, I'm going to be happy Sold. all winter. Yeah. I tell you, I just I'm, was, I was out at the range this morning. I had that, uh, I had that old Howa, um, Axiom 1500 you know it's it's dipped in king's desert shadow it's this bolt gun it has like a pistol mm -hmm. grip and adjustable stock it was right. kind of back they come out like eight ten years ago back before they, all, they started making all these chassis for all these bolt guns you know mm -hmm. but i won this at a contest and it'd been sitting in my closet and the boys have been really bugging me about it so and it's a 243 so i finally had the barrel cut down and threaded well i took it out to the range today decided in and I had both the the Hornady seventy five grain VMAX Superformance and then the fifty eight grain VMAX Superformance, and man, it, the the fifty eights it was tacking them like good size groups. The the seventy fives it was it was more open inch inch and a half groups, but fifty eights man it was it was liking them. So mm, boys good, are I like to hear that. 
uh i got a uh tr a long time ago had a when the super short mag stuff came out he yep. had d-tech build him a custom 243 super short mag and then he just kind of lost interest in it and i i bought it from him a long time ago but i i dug that thing out when i got back been farting around with it if i can find some brass i'm gonna turn that dude into a night rig that might be pretty good yeah because it's an ar-15 or i'll turn that one into my daytime one i already ordered some 58 grain hornadies i'm gonna see i got some brass that i that came with it when i bought it from him but for me, you know, and you on the doing the last stand stuff, I, I, I don't want to be wait, you know, blowing off ten rounds every other stand with a with something I can't find ammo for. Yeah, so. yeah. But I, I just it's so light. Wait till you see it. You know, a two forty three super short mag and an AR fifteen. That's what it is. An well, AR fifteen. Cool. Yeah, because I, I didn't even know they the, really ever made something like that. Well, they didn't. I don't think TR had this D-Tech guy. I don't even know who that is. I've heard that name. Have you? No. Yeah, well, he had the guy building that thing. One of them super short mags come out 15 years ago. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's kind of a, it was kind of a fad, wasn't it? Because you don't hear anybody running oh, yeah, it anymore. Yeah. But, but he asked the guy, and because that case is so, so short, you know, it's only about an inch and a half long. You've seen them super short mags. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in an AR-15, and it is, it's half the weight of that 243 I was packing this weekend. So maybe I'll make it into a day gun for our day stuff and run that one I had last trip in the night. We'll see. I don't what do you, know. What do you I, think I'm, that's going to be running out of the muzzle? Uh, I don't know. Cause there ain't really no, I ain't it? really looked yet or studied on it, but it'd have to be, I would think it, I would think it, I could get it to 4,100, 4,200 feet a second. We'll see. Dude, that for, out of an AR 15 platform, that would be pretty phenomenal. That'd be, yeah, that would be. I mean, obviously you can, you know, they make 2250s in the AR. Are those AR 10 platforms though? If you have a, a twenty two two fifty, no, AR, it's or are they 15. still the AR fifteen? Yeah, it's a fifteen. Yeah, so nobody can ever get nobody can ever get them things to cycle right. You know? right. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, Justin Patterson had one, and he said that was a problem. It just two or three shots, and it jam up. And I'm like, well, that kind mm-hmm. of defeats the purpose of having yeah. an AR. And I asked TR before I bought this thing. I said, "Did he have trouble with it feeding?" He said, "No, not at all." So we'll see. If I can get some brass, I might slap some together here this winter and see. Yeah. Like the, I, I like fooling like around guns. I don't know why. It's just fun shooting. And I think everybody does, right? It's like, I don't know. I don't know if everybody does like me. I mean, <laughs> I, li- I like to reload, you know. It's like, like Lucky the Bear I shot. That was a load that I developed, you know what I mean, And for yeah. my three thirty eight Winchester mag. 250 grain hornady you know i just i it feel makes it feel like you you're i don't know i'm i'm weird like that i'd like to screw with stuff that's what i said makes you weird that's what makes it yeah, cool i guess odd <laughs> duck <laughs> hey so, you know in my my high school yearbook oh i can't imagine what that says well yeah you actually you, know how, you actually made it that long in high school Oh yeah, you actually made I, it for I the picture. Had to, I actually had to go another half a year. Oh, I shouldn't have said that on <laughs> this. What was I thinking? Well, anyway, 
1984 high school yearbook says Rick Paulette most likely to not succeed. <laughs> Imagine people talking and putting that in a yearbook nowadays. Oh, my huh? God. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Nope, I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> I don't know how my folks did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've turned out pretty good, Rick. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, I only want to spend a few more minutes on here. Before we get going, let's talk a little bit about uh, early season tactics. I know a lot of guys want, probably listen to this. This, this episode is going to come out here about the end of October, 1st of November. So most would probably consider that early season you know, coyote hunting, I guess, you know, if you, if you were out on your own on a hunt, you know, what's your, what's your thought process or your mentality when it comes to picking sounds at this time of year? Uh, well, after this last weekend, I mean, this time of year, they, especially if you get a cold, like after we got home, if we would have went call, you know what I mean? The timing sometimes when you go, like it was 19 here a couple mornings ago. And I guarantee you could have, you could have just turned lip squeak on and been run over by coyotes every other stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I like to just play, you know, a rabbit lip squeak, something not too loud. And then maybe like TNT or this rat bastard one, it's, it's a coyote killer and then a pup fight. And it ought to be that simple. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I think. I mean, you, don't try to overthink it early. No. You know? And since I kind of got to go to my stuff again, you know, like when I'm going to be kind of half-ass saving everything till the night, till we do the night stuff, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to take family. I'm sure a few here or there, and I'm going to keep it as simple as I can. And then when you get out here during breeding, then all hell is going to break loose and I'm going to play whatever, you know, you know how we do it. Yeah, so yeah. I want to not use all them vocals till I have to basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause by the time we're out there, the first part of January, it's kind of on that front edge. I think, you know, yeah, coyotes yep. are, it's been you know a little colder coyotes might be bunched up even just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I get a, I got a message the other day from a guy and he was asking me about, man, I don't know. He's like, I've been out for like four times in the last three weeks and I haven't even seen a coyote. And I thought to myself, how, how is that even possible? I mean, this should be like, yeah. If you were wanting a time of year to, that anybody can go kill a coyote, to me it's this time of year. But I think back now, you know, the, the world of coyote hunting is changing in the fact that guys are hunting more year round, you know. Yeah. Good or bad, it, it just it's just happening. You know, so is yep. that why is yep. that why that guy, you know, I was I was thinking back to that. Why why can't that guy have a little success right now? Was it because he's been hunting these same spots all summer? Somebody else has been hunting these spots all summer, but the way I look at it, if your stuff's been sitting all summer and you're going out for the first time right now, it should be about as easy as it possibly or is ever going to get. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. And maybe he, maybe that is the case. Like we talked earlier, me and you, we don't go, we ain't out there shooting them now, you know, so we're, everything's fresh where we're going. So maybe that guy has been screwing with him all summer or he's got buddies screwing with him. You know, I would almost think that's the case or, or maybe the guy just can't, some people just can't do it for some reason, you know? Yeah. I they, agree. they, they don't... should maybe take up something else or go get <laughs> hook up with somebody, you know, that, that, that is pretty decent at it and see what they're doing. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have trouble 
understanding that sometimes as well. But I, I think the way we work so hard to get more spots so we don't have to go play with coyotes that are smart, you know what I mean? That's, yep. that's, that's what a guy should do is just go, you know, instead of going back to that place for the third time in a month, go drive around Sunday afternoon, knocking on doors is what I would be doing. Yep. I talk about that a lot of, it's amazing how much, you know, you know, you kill, everybody's always amazed when you tell them how many coyotes that we kill a winter, you know, and it's like, we're not mm-hmm. going to the same spot killing, you know, two, 300 coyote, you know what I'm saying? We cover mm-hmm. multiple States, you know, you name it, we're covering ground, yeah. you know, and if we're hitting the spot, three times a season that's usually you know good for me you know once early once middle of the year maybe once late you know yeah same with like tr i mean he kills 100 coyotes plus he has for years and he lives pretty you basically you could call it denver right yeah yeah and he's almost to the kansas border he'll drive to he'll get up at four o'clock in the morning and just head it you know what i mean he just you get you. You're not gonna be that successful if you keep mucking around the same ten spots every. I mean, I notice that the second time I go to a place, you know what I mean, or like say say where Patterson's always blasting the coyotes below the old man's house, you know what I mean, yeah, with a shotgun, yeah. right? That place is good about three times the whole winter. So what if you start out about Thanksgiving and then you guys come out, you know, end of November, December, and then I hit her again in January when the full breed, you know what I mean? Yep. I can't hardly call it coyote. I've noticed what's the thermal. That's what I noticed. I was dumbfounded how many coyotes don't come in in the daytime when I go to below the old man's house and I can count eight of them scattered out. They just, I don't know if they get smarter. They're old ones that just don't come to the call anyway, but I don't, I don't know that night stuff. You can kill them smart ones. I know that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's a good tool. Like, and I usually, everybody asks me about night hunting. I'm like, ah, I could, I could probably be out piling up coyotes with the thermal right now, but I love the day stuff and yeah. you know, we can usually be pretty successful in the day. So I always try to save the thermal stuff till late, later, later half of the season. Like for when sure. I'm dealing with some, you know, maybe some smarter coyotes that now we've hunted once or twice, you know, by now. And now let's go out and take the thermal and thin them out. Because what I tell people is this, you know, I'm sure you get the same questions. How do I, how do I call these smart, educated coyotes? You know, yeah. there's no answer. I mean, I wish there was, I think people think we're going to give them some two sentence answer. And unfortunately it's not the case. Yeah. You know, the one thing I tell them is time. Time is the only thing that will help you kill educated coyotes. And what I mean by that is time of the coyotes not being pressured, you know, the, the longer time you can give those coyotes to just relax and kind of revert back to their natural ways, the better chance you're going to have to go in and kill those coyotes like us. You know, we're giving coyotes, we'll hunt them up to maybe end of February, first part of March, but then most yeah. of the stuff I hunt around here, nobody's touching it for seven months. So not only do you get all the young new pups coming, but you also get the older coyotes that have kind of forgotten um, stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this and, and are trying to figure out what the, the secret sauce is for educated, smart coyotes, time. That's about all you can do, you know, give them time. Yep. Sometimes that don't even work. No, I, I think so. There's, that's when you get the airplane and the cyanide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, you can get, you can get them. I mean, some guys just maybe, you know, are never going to be able to get a lot of spots, but I I think you know if you set up totally different and you to I went with T 
TR one time where a bunch of people were trying to call these coyotes. The people had a whole bunch. They told us they had all kind of people in there calling them, and they call them in and shoot at them and don't get them, you know. And TR, and I'm no good at this, but he was – he played just a little bit of rabbit, you know, and then he went silent for five minutes and I'm looking over at him like, you freaking idiot. I ain't so, you know what I mean? He yeah, barely yeah. hardly played anything and he, and it was real soft stuff, you know, and then he fooled around, you know, and 40 minutes later we killed a coyote and I'm like, I don't care, but I, I, I don't even want, I, I would rather go find some fresh dumb ones than, I'm just don't have the patience for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my mentality too. But it's good, you know, you saying that, if somebody listened to this, it is a it is a, a trick to add to your bag. Like if you're thinking some way, hey, I really want to try to kill these coyotes, you know, it is something for you to try. Okay, maybe I yeah. sit there a lot longer. Maybe it's not the normal way I do it. Maybe, you know, yeah. it is something to try. But you're right. It, it That is tough, man. I, I'm the same way. And to me, there's no excuse for it. I mean, you or me or anybody listening to this has the same opportunity to knock on that door, knock on that door. Um, yeah. You know, you can get true. told no, just like we get told no. And you can get told yes, just like we get told yes. And um, so, yeah, I think people just get nervous. I don't know. It's just weird. Like they get nervous or uh, the, the, the fear of rejection, maybe that oh, yeah. this guy's yeah. going to tell me yeah. no and get the hell out of here, yep. you know, or something. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and people yeah, are, well, it's, it's hard when you, you know, when you live in a, city you know and you don't really have act you don't even know any stuff like i do you know at napa having all these farmers all my whole life come in there you know what i mean that's like a how much handier could you have yeah yeah hey by the way you know how about hunting coyotes on you you know what i mean yep i yeah so i i see where it's difficult if you do we've talked about this before, you know, old, old school guys, you know, like TRs giving them Christmas candy, you know, I help her out, you know, I, you know, if you help them out a little bit, get to know them, you may even become good friends with a lot of them. Oh, for sure. That all matters, my, you know? Yeah. My problem with getting new stuff is, Oh yeah. The boys, man, we want you, you cut, we got 5,000 acres, but you got to take my boys. And then the next time you come out, my, brother wants you to take his grandson you know and i get a lot of that stuff so that yeah, i'm yeah. like oh man i want <laughs> let me have this for myself yeah yeah and, and it's fun first couple times and then they're then christmas they're all buying the kids calls and then i'm like okay i'm done going there oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but it's all part of the deal man you gotta man access yep. is so huge like especially if you want to be successful all year you know, not just in the early season here, you know, yep, for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, man, I think we're going to, we're going to kill this one off. But, uh, once again, if you guys are interested in picking up a lucky duck call, Rick's got them all for sale. If you already have one, you're looking to add some of these new sounds we talked about verminatorpc.com. Rick will add those extra sounds into onto everything for you. Check it out, get it sent off. And Rick, you're like, you're like better shipping than Amazon damn near. I think. No, I don't. I, I give I'm, you crap I'm about all, this all the time because we'll be on a hunt and you'll be like, "Dang, I got to get back, get these orders shipped out." And I'm like, "Man, people can wait three or four days." I feel you guilty. You're like, no, I feel I got to get it out. You know, so <laughs> you don't mess around, man. You get those suckers nope. out the door. Yep, I'm on. I'm on the stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for that uh, last stand episode. Well, it's going to be a bunch of episodes, you know, for for you that are listening that follow along to the last stands. We're going to actually 
chop them up a little bit more this year instead of putting out 20 25 minute episodes you know we're gonna we're gonna break them down a little smaller a little shorter and then we can put out episodes more frequently so instead of you know once every two weeks you know we're gonna maybe throw out episodes you know maybe once maybe even twice a week so you guys are getting coyote content all winter long so um but you know you guys when that comes out after you're listening to this it should be just a couple of weeks but you can find it on the lucky duck youtube channel uh when when season five of the last stand hard to believe we've been doing this for fifth season huh yeah it's crazy time goes by fast i can't believe it it is it's fun it's fun well man i'll have you back on here um let's get back on here in the future let's do i want to do one on raccoon hunting we're gonna, oh we're yeah, do a yeah raccoon filming coming up this that. we got yeah. it for uh one of the stagecoach gun, the stagecoach gun, baby. Yeah. That'll give them something <laughs> to think about, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we'll be doing a thermal hunt and we're going to be out in Wyoming hunting with Colton Gillum, uh, in November here. So we get back on and talk about that hunt. That's uh, you know, a mixture of BLM and cool, just sage country, big open country. Um, but, uh, but anyway, man, appreciate you being on. Yep. Um, always, Thanks always fun me. and entertaining. But before I get yep. going, I need to thank the sponsors that make this stuff possible. Um, you know, as as we talked about before, I wish I could, you know, volunteer all my time to do this. But uh, with family and everything else, you know, it takes it takes a little bit of money to do this. And luckily, these sponsors love what we do, love what Rick does and I do and last stand and everything we do when it comes to coyote hunting. And they like to be part of this. So big thanks to goes to Lucky Duck Predator Calls, Swagger Bipods, Hornady, Onyx Hunt, Cryptech. Sig Sauer Optics, Black Rifle Coffee Company, and of course, Eastman's, you know, go to Eastman's.com. You know, they're obviously put this all together for me um, and get it out to you guys. Uh, they got a lot of stuff going. If you're into that big game stuff, um, you can, you know, get on their website and see everything that they have there. If you're looking for anything that I do, biggest, the best way to find me is on my website, which is coyotecraze.com. So Rick, thanks again for being on buddy. Always a pleasure. Yep. yep. Thanks for plugging me, buddy. <laughs> You bet, man. Until next time, we'll catch you right here on the Eastman's Predator Pros Podcast.